We're on a thousand planets and spreading out. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's the bat moves. May the force be with you. Who is that masked man? Avengers, assemble! Good afternoon and welcome to the Fantastic Forum. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. Some genre-related news before we get to today's discussion. The world's first Cartoon Network Hotel is now open in Lancaster, Pennsylvania about 70 miles west of Philadelphia. It features a character-themed guest room and dream suite combination. There's also a dining room that offers menu items straight from Cartoon Network shows, where I understand you can get yourself a stack of bacon pancakes, if you're into that kind of thing. The hotel is billed as everything you love about the Cartoon Network in one family-friendly resort. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, just about to book my trip. (laughs) The CW has ordered Superman and Lois, starring Tyler Hoechlin and Elizabeth Tulloch, to series for the 2020-2021 season. Promotional literature reads, The show will follow the world's most famous superhero and comic book's most famous journalist as they deal with all the stress, pressures, and complexities that come with being working parents in today's society. (coughs) Todd Helbing, showrunner for The Flash, will write and executive produce. The lead actors have been playing the characters on the various Arrowverse shows for several seasons. Superman and Lois is slated to shoot its pilot episode this spring. The Lord of the Rings series on Amazon Prime has announced its main cast members. Robert Aramayo, Owain Arthur, Nazanin Bonandi are among the series stars. Well, these people got some serious names here. <laughs> also joining the cast is Tom Budge, Morfred Clark, Ishmael Cruz Cordova, Emma Horvath, Markella Cavanaugh, Joseph Malwi, Tyrone Muhafadin, Sophia Namvet, Megan Richards, Dylan Smith, and Charlie Vickers. The series is written by executive producers J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay. Little is known about the plot beyond that it will explore new storylines taking place before The Fellowship of the Ring. Production on Lord of the Rings is scheduled to begin in February. Production on Marvel Studios' planned Disney Plus series Hawkeye had been scheduled to begin this July, but the show has now been removed from the studio's 2020 production schedule. Changes to the future of the MCU necessitated the production delay. Those cascading changes, which will allow for some plot points of the larger ongoing narrative of the MCU to be introduced ahead of the series have moved Hawkeye quite a way down on the production list. Ms. Marvel has been moved to an April production start and casting has begun for Moon Knight and She-Hulk. 
Both those series will shoot before Hawkeye. It should be noted that Disney representatives have described these reports as being completely inaccurate. So, uh, take it for what it's worth. New trailers for Spider-Man spinoff Morbius starring Jared Leto, Valiant superhero movie Bloodshot starring Vin Diesel, and the upcoming CW Network series Stargirl dropped earlier this week. You can check out all three on the Fantastic Forum Facebook page at facebook.com backslash Fantastic Forum. And while you're there, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We love to be liked and we like to be followed. Stargirl stars Brett Basinger, Christopher James Baker, and Meg DeLacy. There's currently no premiere date, but Stargirl is expected sometime this spring. Morbius is directed by Daniel Espinosa and scheduled for a July 31st release, and Bloodshot opens in theaters nationwide on March 13th. Congratulations to Regina King for winning Best Actress in a Drama Series and Jean Smart on winning Best Supporting Actress in a Drama Series at the 25th Critics' Choice Awards for their work on HBO's Watchmen. The show received nominations for two other awards for which it failed to win. Tim Blake Nelson had been nominated for Best Supporting Actor in a Drama, and the show also garnered a nomination for Best Drama Series. And uh, that's actually somewhat ironic <laughs> that the show is award-winning because it looks as if Watchmen is going to be a one-season deal. Series creator Damon... Lindelof told USA Today earlier this week that he's told the story he wants to tell. He has no interest in a second season, although he's given his blessing to HBO should it want to pursue a second season with another producer. HBO programming chief Casey Bloys is quoted as saying, it would be hard to imagine doing it without Damon involved in some way. So, it seems unlikely that the highly regarded, well-received program will return. And a couple of anniversaries this week. Batman, starring Adam West, Burt Ward, and Alan Napier, debuted on ABC TV 54 years ago on January 12, 1966. Boy, I'm old. And January 16th marked 25 years since the United Paramount Network debut of Star Trek Voyager in 1995. And some sad news this week. Cartoonist and writer Steve Stiles passed away on January 11th at the age of 76. His work had been recognized with the Hugo Award for fan art back in 1967 that launched his pro career. And Christopher, Tol Christopher Tolkien, the third son of famed fantasy author J.R.R. Tolkien, died on January 15th. He was best known as the guardian of his father's legacy. He edited most of his father's posthumously published work, including The Silmarillion, and he created the map of Middle-earth. He was 95 years old. So, on today's show, uh, I'll be honest, I didn't know what in the heck I was going to do, and then Tuesday came, and I saw the conclusion of the CW Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover and I was like well there you go we got to do a show on this so joining me for this show are uh, as gee as always you guys are sort of uh, fixtures uh, we have 
Drew Bittner and Julian Lytle. And joining us through the miracle of technology, uh, courtesy, I suppose I should say, of the Great Geek Refuge, MC Brooks. All you guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Hey, thank you. Yeah. So, I thought what we would do in terms of uh, this uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths thing, because, of course, Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, is based on a very well-regarded comic book series. And, in fact, it kind of started something because the... uh, they didn't have crises exactly <laughs> before Crisis on Infinite Earth. And then you got like Infinite Crisis and the other kind of crisis and every kind of crisis. And every time DC does some sort of uh, multi-part crossover thing, especially if it involves the destruction of worlds and universes, it's going to be a crisis. Anyway, that original crisis back in 1985 served a broader purpose because at the time DC had a multiverse and there was Earth Prime and Earth 1 and Earth 2 and 3 and 4 and Earth X and Earth every kind of thing and the crisis consolidated the DC universe into one Earth and uh, in some ways that's that's I mean they kept the multiverse uh, in this thing but they did consolidate all of their character shows as being on a single earth. So I'm I'm curious because uh, of course this thing started in mid December and they showed three episodes. It was a five part crossover and then they got sneaky because they said, "Oh, we'll show you the last two episodes in the new year." And I was like, "What the what?" What? I can't actually say what I said <laughs> because the FCC would be on me in a second. I'd have to file an incident report for having used profane language on the air. But suffice to say, <laughs> I was extremely unhappy <laughs> that I had to wait. And uh, then they had this thing earlier this week. And so I was happy again. But, uh, you know, MC, I understand that you were talking about this just last night, so I figure you've got some very well-crystallized ideas about the crisis, and I'd like to hear some of them. Why don't you get us going? Sure. Um, so, hmm. I, I have very mixed feelings. I think I've gone really back and forth about uh, how I feel about the crossover overall. I, as of right now, I will say that for the most part, I enjoyed it. Uh, I had some issues with uh, some of the, the storytelling points that they had, um, how they use certain characters, and, and the absence of other characters that do exist in this in this in this universe. Mm-hmm. But I think overall they did about as good of a job as they they really could. Um, I mean, it, it, it was it's, it's kind of an ambitious crossover to even attempt. So the fact that they even attempted to do it. And for the most part, kind of pulled it off in in their own way, in a way that makes sense for their universe. I think they deserve uh, a lot of props for it. Now, like I said, I did have some issues with a few of the characters, uh, namely how Oliver was was kind of used early. Um, I I think they could have streamlined kind of his story becoming the Spectre because it was like if you if you were unsure about like what this crossover is and who certain characters are. 
you didn't know who they were beforehand, <laughs> you'd probably be really confused about who exactly the Spectre is and what exactly it meant for Oliver to become him. So I think they could have did a better job with that. Um, there were other characters like Black Widow, uh, not Black Widow, excuse me. Um, God, what's her name? Uh, Laurel Lance. Um, uh, Laurel Lance's character. Was it the, the White right Canary? Oh, she's Black Canary. She's Black Canary. Mm-hmm. Why is she wearing Black a white canary, outfit? So, like, no, that's uh, yeah, she's Homegirl on Legends. Yeah. Oh. That's Sarah. Oh. Yeah. Sarah Lance. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I thought she was the I didn't see anybody in a black outfit. Yeah, because yeah, they set it up and they got she, rid of her. Uh-huh. Is my point? Like, she's oh. like, where, where is she? She's had a pretty significant role on this season of Arrow, and she was pretty much absent for large parts of the crossover, if not the whole thing. Diggle, also gone for large parts of the crossover. Characters like Kid Flash, you know, even though he's been is gone he from still, the show. I was getting ready to say, like, is he, he still on it? <laughs> he hasn't been on in a long time. Hmm. He hasn't been a Flash in a couple I, of years. Know, Think. Stuff like that really kind of like where my where my issues I had with the crossover. But like I said, for the most part, I enjoyed it. Okay, all right. Uh, now uh, I I we have somebody with us who didn't like it so much. <laughs> <laughs> so Julian, let's let's hear from you on that. Yo, I felt it after I finished all five parts. After that, that nice was it five to six week break? It felt like that you <laughs> yeah. brought up Ulysses. You know, I didn't get to watch it when everybody else watched it because I was oh. saying I was saying bad boys. You know, what I'm saying that's important. <laughs> yes. You know, what I'm saying so. You know, after the internet spoiled all the important parts for me while it was on television, um, I waited until Thursday and I watched it, and I was like, "Yo, this joint is kind of rubbish." Um, I I don't think they should have done Crisis on Infinite Earths. I think the scale of the story. And some of the plot points of the story that I like about the story, they took out for reasons that yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I felt like since you can't really pull it off in this way, you should have just picked another really big crossover, maybe one that people don't really care for, and adapt that to fit your needs of putting everybody on one earth. Mm-hmm. Something like Zero Hour. Um, I'm not really fond of all the shows being merged into one earth. Because I don't think Black Pan- I mean Black Lightning fits into a world with the with the other Earths from the, with the other two Earths that we see in the shows. Freeland is a much different kind of town. The National Free- City not and even, Star not City even and Central town. City. That is the, for sure. the entire <laughs> world, the entire world in which it's in, yeah. is closer to our world than the worlds that we see in Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and Legends. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I agree. Yeah, and and I don't even think the anti monitor didn't even matter. Um, they they changed some things, they added some things. I didn't get the paragons. I didn't need the paragons. Uh, where yeah, where was Laurel Lance from Earth Two? So you spent an entire season of Arrow uh, making a point that she's going to be important in the crisis. Where was she in the crisis? Like. Two of the episodes. You can say that about Reverse Flash too. They they spent six seasons building up that uh, that newspaper about how him and Flash was <laughs> Flash like, nah, in crisis. For me, yeah. Yeah, they resolved that. They literally the episode before the event, Laurel did something with with uh, Harbinger because it was going to be important within the plot of Crisis mm-hmm. to save her Earth. Yet she wasn't even shown. 
in any of the five episodes. Mm. So the one thing with the newspaper is is a to me a build up to an event, and they resolved it. You literally saying one episode before the main event starts that she's going to be important, and then she's not in it, and then you get rid of her Earth anyway because her Earth two was basically like bad guy Earth, and now it's gone. Because remember, Earth two was the was the one, Earth resume. And all the people he yep. made into bad guys, and now mm. it's gone because we got whole new Stargirl Earth. Yeah, for oh, a new show that starts this spring on DC Universe yeah. and on CW. Because I, I don't let the, the marketing slip past me. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA ninety six point seven FM in Arlington and streaming online at WERA.FM. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Julian Lytle and Drew Bittner and MC Brooks. We are talking crisis. And, you know, we, we've had quite a wide swath of opinions with regard to this thing. Uh, Drew, I'd like to hear from you uh, in terms of what your general thoughts were on the CW crisis. Um, I, I kind of see where both. Uh, MC and Julian are coming from. I, I liked it. I thought it was very ambitious. I thought they, for the most part, pulled it off. I think there's some some glitches, some things they could have done better. But um, when you give yourself a five-hour framework to tell a story that was told across <laughs> a year and 12 issues and how many spinoffs mm-hmm. and, and miniseries and things like that um, and has been referenced and in itself was a rather controversial story at the time. I mean, we, we forget it wasn't just a big story, it was a controversial story. Mm-hmm. A lot of fans did not like the idea of getting rid of the multiverse in favor of one Earth mm-hmm. with a single unified history. Uh, that wasn't a popular move at the time for a lot of fans. So so there's that. But, okay, the things that I did like, um, I too was kind of confused about the Paragons, but I get that um, what they represent were building blocks to creating the DC universe, that there are the building blocks of humanity and truth and, you know, love and all these different things that that are fundamental to that universe. And frankly, having one of the Paragons be a corrupted substitute (laughs) um, makes that really interesting now. Um, I think that that's going to play a big role going forward. That's not nearly resolved yet. Mm. I I don't want to spoil it, but... You know. Well, you know, hey, it's 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 days after, and this thing was on television. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen it by now, we can simply announce that there will be spoilers if you are listening to this. If you haven't watched it, then you don't want to listen to this. So, Fair enough. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, <clears throat> you know, uh, the complete rehabilitation and redemption of Lex Luthor in the public in the public well, awareness. yeah, in the public awareness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from the public's concern. But the thing is, he's still Lex Luthor. It's just that he's not you know, world infamous criminal Lex Luthor now. He's, you know, Nobel Peace Prize winner Lex Luthor. So he's gotten that gloss of good guy on him. So so there's that. Um, I I mean, it, it sets up some interesting stuff. I, I don't mind that the characters are all in one world now. I think that will present them with some opportunities and some challenges and some downsides. I think there's no way around it. And Black Lightning may come out on the short end of a lot of that, which would be which would be wrong, it'd be wrong if they if they wind up doing that, but we never know. 
And I think I think the show handlers can actually figure out a way to make that work for them. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't okay. think that's that's a whole deeper discussion on my my issues with that. But it is what it is, and now I have to live with it. <laughs> well, we all have to live with it. I mean, it was. I, I tell you what I what I thought, and um, I I appreciate everybody's comments on this. And I actually share many of the things you all said. Number one, I think this was incredibly ambitious for them to attempt to do on a television format. I mean, this was, you couldn't even really do a movie with this. This would have been more if you spent the entire series of one, the season on one of these shows, or, or you do it across a seat, which would have been like way too much. But that would have been the way to take this thing on because. It was the most epic thing that DC had done to date you know, when, when, when they did it. And it, it changed the DC universe going forward. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I didn't like about it was that it departed so dramatically from the actual crisis in the comics. Now, I, I, have, a, I have an ongoing challenge just in terms of the original source material versus TV and movies. But I recognize that the TV shows are their own thing, the movies are their own thing, and the comic books are their own thing. And just because I'm an old guy who likes comics and and would appreciate a retention of whatever the original characterization was, it, 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 strictly adhering to the original stories and stuff like that, you know, hey, I appreciate it. It is what it is. And so you take what you can get when you can get it. I mean, this literally is one of those times when, and it's like the only time when I'll say, oh, I guess I'll, I'll appreciate that they tried to do this thing that I like in this format because ordinarily I'm like, no, we don't have to take that. They should do it and make it good. We don't have to take any crap they give us. But uh, so, so there's that. But yeah, it, despite the incredibly ambitious nature of it and the vast and grand scope of it all. And I thought ultimately, eh, it's all right. <laughs> I mean, hey, like I said, they, they consolidated their lead characters on, on one Earth. And uh, the, for me, the payoff was that little jive, bull, Justice league kind of thing that they did at the very end where you had, like, the table and everybody had their chairs with, like, their envelopes on the back. That was cool. And I was like, yeah, I'm liking it, you know? And even Black Lightning, like, yeah, I never met I never met Oliver, but he seems like he was a good dude. You know? Yeah, he seems like he was all right. <laughs> You know, I was he like, was, hey. He wasn't a bad and, guy. Yeah, they had the eternal flame burning there in the warehouse or whatever it was. Yeah, really. It's like, okay. And then it turns out it's the Hall of Justice on top of everything. I'm yeah. like, oh, look at y'all. I said, so, I mean, really, what I liked most about it all were the little Easter eggs that they threw in. In the very oh. beginning, when you saw the antimatter wave sweeping across the DC Universe stuff, and they did all that at the end, because they are like, yes, this is the Earth where the Doom Patrol is. This is the Earth where the Titans are. This is the Earth where all this other stuff is. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, all right. So you consolidated some stuff. Uh, you know, you dressed up some of the others. I mean, it was, it was cute to see Tom Welling uh, as Superman... I enjoyed that little cameo of Burt Ward, you know, who played Robin. And in fact, uh, we've got the 80th anniversary of the character of Robin that's coming up this year. So that was particularly apropos to show him. Robin, Joker. Oh, wow. Catwoman. Mm. That's what I said. Robin, Catwoman, Mm. Joker. 
and technically Captain Marvel, but oh, yeah. Yeah, well, bunch Real of Captain those, Marvel. Yeah, I was gonna say a bunch Shazam. of those. Big uh, red cheese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put well, respect yeah. on his name. Otto Bender, exactly. CC Beck. Yeah, and then those other um, Jerry Robinson and uh, Bill Finger characters. But yeah, so I so I liked uh, all of the the we call it, Easter eggs uh, and that stuff. I mean, oh, it was cool seeing um, John Wesley Ship as the '90s Flash yeah. in there with yeah. it, you know. But you know he the got fact. An ending. Yeah, and yeah. that was dope. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. But, yeah, but see, and, and that brings me back to this thing that I really didn't like, which was a big part, perhaps the biggest part of the crisis was that you lost some big heroes. I mean, The Flash didn't make it out of the crisis. Supergirl didn't make it out of the crisis. And so you had to have this, okay, well, Arrow gives his life to save theirs because they're not supposed to make it out of the crisis. You know, so I wasn't too crazy about that. Uh, it like my that was my problem. I was like, they could have flipped it where Arrow gave his life, right? But it still didn't make a difference, right? Not that like <laughs> the monitor didn't tell him which Flash of Super was going to die anyway. I still think they could have called Hella Slater in to be Kara Zor-El. Yeah, that would have been good because she's yeah. already been on the yeah. series as Kara mm-hmm. and uh, her sister's mom. Like mm-hmm. she's already just literally. Kill the you killed the Flash you killed not Flash ninety yeah bet we still get that that cool point from the store he run in he disappeared great all supposed to his logo <laughs> you you could have killed other Supergirl gets the anti monitor because you could have actually had the anti monitor do something more than one episode yeah yeah mm-hmm. um I would have liked to see Superman punch the anti monitor like I don't need the exact big super plot points of the 12 issues run mm-hmm. but yo the end was Superman punch him in the chest and he explode yo you could you could have brought you could have had my man the Adam put on his other suit and punch him in the chest and then that Superman goes off into his old little bubble world it's like oh he 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 sacrificed himself for all of us and, and the Spectre thing you could have built that up in the whole season of Arrow yeah, yeah. you yeah. my man literally came behind, from behind the tree was like Oliver, I'm the John I'm Jim Corgan, the Spectre, and and I need to give you my powers because you're going to be the Spectre. Like you could have gave me five. It, was, it wasn't like Arrow was like it was just greatest hits Arrow anyway. That's true. You could you could have spent the entire season of Arrow training up to it. Yeah. So then when wait, he wait, dies, wait, 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 he rises again. Yeah. Brooks, what you got to say here? In the first two episodes, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you actually, you could have spent most of episode two doing that, where instead of focusing on uh, Barry and Sarah and Mia trying to bring Oliver back, you fo- you just focus on Oliver being in purgatory, meeting the Spectre, and 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 building it up that way, so that when he becomes it. Uh, in at the end of the episode or in episode three, then it makes better sense. Yeah. Than the way they did it, like you didn't. They could they could have took out the whole stuff with uh, Kara and Batwoman kind of not trusting each other throughout season two. But I mean yeah. that that that's actually a test. I mean episode two, but that's actually a testament to I think what one of the issues that uh, that the crossover had, which is Flash and Arrow this season were exclusively spent like building up the crisis that woman and supergirl did did no sort of work whatsoever before the crossover happened and so like they i feel like some of those moments they added in were only there because they had to appease you know the weekly fans who only watch those shows and nothing else and i think that 
ultimately end up detracting from the story because they could have spent that time doing anything else. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and I, I, I appreciate what you're saying with that. Um, the there was something else. Oh, oh. <laughs> Julian, you're like he literally came from behind the tree. <laughs> talking about, <laughs> I am Jim Corgan. <laughs> I was so tight. I was so tight. I'm I'm the magic spectrum fairy. The wrath of God comes from uh, behind the tree. tree. He just stepped out. Well, he had to take a leak right before he came. Oh, good, they're coming. Let me zip up. Well, glad I found you in this forest clearing. Oh, hey, look, but that musical cue means that it's time for us to take a short break because, of course, Fantastic Forum comes to us through Community Radio, WERA in Arlington, Virginia. And because it's Community Radio, it means it's a place where you can get involved, but it also means that we need your help. So uh, give generously in support of the free... Well, the freedom of speech and uh, community radio. Hey, look, so we're going to step aside momentarily while we acknowledge our underwriters. We're also going to take the opportunity to promote some of the other wonderful shows coming up later tonight on Fantastic Forum. Well, listen to me on Fantastic Forum on WERA. This is Fantastic Forum. We're only here for another half hour. Hey, look, but stick around because we're nowhere near being done with this crisis thing, we're gonna we're gonna kick this can a little further down the road. So stay tuned. And welcome back to the Fantastic Forum here on WERA ninety six point seven FM in Arlington, streaming online via WERA.FM. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell, and I'm joined today by MC Brooks. And Drew Bittner and Julian Lytle. We are talking about the latest, the greatest crossover event that just ended on the CW Network. It was Crisis on Infinite Earths. And uh, it was very interesting. We all have a variety of opinions and feelings about it. Uh, One of the things that I hadn't mentioned in the first part. Well, I did mention all the wonderful Easter eggs that they had, but I left one out and it was actually my favorite. And so I was holding on to it for the second half of the show. But uh, it was the moment when the Ezra Miller flash met up with the Grant Gustin flash uh, because that was totally unexpected. And apparently Warner Brothers had asked uh, for this cameo and uh, they were surprised that nothing leaked because Ezra Miller had to go to Montreal or <laughs> to, to, to shoot this thing. And uh, evidently it had been an Arrow crew that had been shooting the stuff. They had already wrapped, so they had to have this Flash crew shoot it. And everybody kept their mouths shut, apparently, about the whole thing. Nobody even said that Ezra Miller had been in town. And uh, I just thought that it was uh, a really wonderful moment. And perhaps the funniest thing that came out of that was when Grant Gustin introduced himself as The Flash. And Ezra Miller's like, The Flash? A 
the Flash, you know, because he had never referred he to himself. Yeah, yeah, as the Flash. He was just <laughs> running around in the suit. It's like, hey, that's a pretty cool name there, otherworldly guy. And they admire each other's costumes and stuff, and, you know. So breathable. Safe. Like, fashion tips. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I it's mean, a flash fact. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, and now this guy has met a whole bunch of different flashes. But uh, yeah, that was that was that was my favorite moment from the thing. Um, so, and in, in some ways, it's kind of a shame because, yeah, it, it was a hot mess in parts. And then very satisfying in other parts. I think probably, for me, the biggest, and this is my biggest negative about it, but it goes directly to the nature of what the CW is doing behind these shows. And, Julian, you alluded to it when you said, wow, it would have been great to have Superman punch the anti-monitor. Yeah, I mean, I I had a lot of trouble at various points because... I mean, for me, Superman is the greatest hero in the world, and I'm like, how? I'm like, how is Superman not taking point in all these different situations? How is Superman standing in the background? But that's what that's the way it is when you're not a lead yeah. character, you know. And that's that, the way the script is, is written. That is you know? true. That was weird because now we know that Superman and Lois get a show. So I'm like, you just spent the last how many seasons downplaying? Supergirl's cousin and making her the one to do all the stuff that he does. Uh, nah, you need to. He need to punch Anti Monitor in the face. Yes. Knock yes. him cold out. Like yes. I am Superman. Yes. I've been chilling because my cousin got this, but I need to. I need people to put respect on my name. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. And on my symbol, it's like, oh, it's like she, that, wait, the, no, that's my symbol. My dad She's was the big cousin. My symbol. That's no, right. My dad was the, now, my that's dad was right. the big Zorrell, brother. Zorrell, Zorrell was the younger brother. <laughs> now, that's right. Now, to, be, to be fair, in, in Supergirl's intro, she says, my cousin got here first and became Superman, no, and then I became Supergirl. Right. Oh, well, that's so, true, but that, she the, does they give show. him, like, you know, yeah, he came first, so, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she was actually older, though. She was a teenager, and he was a little baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah you know, it just but happened. She took, yeah. she took the slow boat and rolled just to, you know, what's, what's this? And Jorrell took time the younger, before he so. had his kid. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I had to go make the Phantom Zone. I had to run the judiciary <laughs> system up our planet. <laughs> you know, it took me some time before I had my kid. Jorrell had things. Jorrell you know? was out there. He was allowed to play. You know what I'm saying? Get <laughs> he married. Was, he was hustling. Have a kid. I had yeah. stuff to do. I had to keep the family together. So yeah, Zorel the big brother. They would have you believe that <laughs> Zorel's wife Alura was doing a bunch of stuff too. I mean, they played. Don't get me started with like, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Chief That's prosecutor of, of, of <sighs> Krypton. I was like, I can let that rock. Though. I'll let that. Everyone rock. has to be the most important person on the dang planet, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, my my. Oh yeah. See, don't get me started on Superman in the in the CW, the Berlanti verse. Well, he's not. He they, <laughs> let's face it, he's not getting his props. And it's interesting to me because, especially with the debut of Batwoman earlier this year, all of a sudden, I mean, I'm like, wow, no, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, that's the trinity <laughs> in, in DC. Right. Yeah. And yet, they've really gotten away, I mean, not gotten away from it, they never got to it on these CW shows. They've been playing up 
Arrow. In fact, what it cracks me up because Shireen always calls Arrow Bat Arrow because they, they, yeah, yeah, they want this guy to be Batman so bad. They're doing something similar with uh, Kara. The Arrow their, Cave. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but and the ultimately, it's that your lead heroes aren't getting the props. And there was a point where you couldn't have had Supergirl as a show on TV for five plus years. You couldn't have had Batwoman as a show. You know, the the, the Ivory Tower was like, nah, people don't want to see Supergirl. They want to see Batwoman. They want to see Superman. They want to see Batman. We're going to keep doing show after show after show after show after show about these characters. Think of it is Mm -hmm. that, actually, think about it. Batman only had one TV show. That's true, and a, and a whole the, Uga, the, bunch well, of movies. Well, well and Bat- then the Batman cartoon. and Gotham, you know, but Gotham was Gotham Gotham done. Jim Gordon, which they should have showed in the freaking and, and the Batman the animated. Yeah, hey, hey, I'm not even talking. That's a whole thing. Let's see, because the the connection was a little rough with Brooks, but he's been oh, trying bad. to get a word. No, he's been trying to get a word in. That's why we have a host, Brooks. What you trying to say, dog? Oh no no well the the only thing I was gonna add is I, I that I, I don't think they're allowed to use those characters. I, th- I think I think for the Arrowverse the, there's a, a there are certain characters that just won't appear. I mean Superman being the exception because you can't really do Supergirl the TV show without having Superman in there at all. But like I don't think I don't think they're allowed just because of the existence of the DCEU. Like. Even just having Ezra Miller's Flash in there is kind of a big deal, uh, you know. Since uh, it those it it never seemed like those two universes would ever cross over, and so I mean, I like those are all fair criticisms too. Like I would much rather see a Batman show than a Batwoman show, since Batwoman this season is not being good. But that's a whole other fact, whole other subject. Um, <laughs> but be, I, I, like they. Since they can't use it, like I, I don't think I can't really fault them for it. You know, if if Warner Brothers were to allow them, I'm sure they w- probably would have had Wonder Woman show up in this crossover in some form. Probably would have had uh, some someone suit up as Batman um, in this crossover, and even kind of allude to him. I mean, because if you if you think about it, they went with like five, six seasons on the Arrow without even really referencing. The existence of Gotham or Bruce Wayne or, or anything else like that. Mm-hmm. So they could have had David Masseuse from Gotham suit up and be, you know, like young Batman. Well, they did have uh, on that one episode. I guess he was supposed to be Kingdom Come Batman, but Kevin Conroy. Yeah, you know? he was an evil. Yeah. Batman. He was a dark Batman. Yeah. But no, yeah. like they could have yeah. had Gotham. They, I feel they should have. If you could pull in Lucifer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you Huntress, can put, you Huntress can, from Birds of Prey. Yeah, yeah her. Yeah, oh, they yeah, played yeah. them out too. Don't get, mm, don't get. I was tight. <laughs> I was tight. Um, you could have pulled in somebody from Gotham. Yeah. You look at the red skies. You could have, and you also could have had Linda Carter suit up as Wonder Woman. That would have been fun. Yeah, she's been on Supergirl. Yeah, I was, yeah. was kind of curious why they, why, why, you know, why they wouldn't have had her suit up for an episode or even just a scene. Mm-hmm. Well, even if they had done some of this stuff, it would have been, I mean, it's more Easter egg stuff. It's more pandering. I mean, you know, the fact that they had Tyler Hoechlin and he's in the suit and he had lines and he was, I mean, when they got to that whole Paragon thing and basically it, none of your Paragons are Superman, Batman or Wonder Woman. 
<laughs> when it's no, like, no, um, wait a second. Superman <laughs> was, but he he was cheated out of it. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and yeah. I guess that was a nod to it. Like, oh, Superman must be a paragon. Oh, but then here's Lex Luthor doing something fishy. It's like, oh, yeah. man. And, and subverts have... the whole truth thing in this new world. Yeah, hmm. I, didn't, I didn't like hmm. that either. I'm like, first of all, I wanted another Lex. I wanted more right. than one Lex. Which I wanted Lex, arguing which, Lex. Which Lex did you want? Do you want Michael Rosenbaum to come oh, back? Of course you did. want Michael, Michael <laughs> Rosenbaum to come back. Of course you want. You I would have loved, loved. I mean, he has, he has two. He has two connections to the DC universe. He's got the voice of Flash, and mm-hmm. he's also got Lex Luthor. But I could even dealt with my man from from Lois and Clark as Le- I wanted another Lex to be like, "Yo, oh. this hatred of Superman is gone too far because you're dooming humanity over pe- like." Yeah. This, because this, oh, this is, that would have been interesting. This Lex yeah. is more classic Silver Age, like evil scientist. I hate everything. I must kill Superman. Mm-hmm. Versus our usual modern Superman, which is humanity don't need no alien. Yeah. Um, pull your bootstraps up. Much, uh, much more like Agent Liberty than I will save all of humanity and yeah. the universe. Ego too, because it's like I'm the guy who saved it. But you ain't damning the. Oh, sorry. You ain't daggone in the whole universe. <laughs> Yeah. For some petty beef, <laughs> <Black>. <laughs> that would that would have been fun. Or Brainiac from Krypton. We you, we, you ain't get no Krypton in here. You got yeah. all those costumes. Use them. You cancel it. Just exactly. Pull the Lobo guy over. Do something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. Well, DC go. has such a rich tapestry of characters and heroes, and I, I've said this before too. But it's it's just a shame because. And look, I love I love me some Marvel. I I love Marvel. I love the Avengers and the Fantastic Four and all of that. But there is just no way that Marvel should be dominating DC. I mean, Marvel's like holding DC down, wait, pummeling wait, them wait, down, wait, wait. giving them a wedgie. That's not true. You know? Marvel can't make a good TV show to save its life. <laughs> We're complaining about a five episode event of all their shows crossing over. But yet we still watch all the co- the TV shows that cross yeah. over. So yeah. right now, right now they winning. They got they got something for adults with Lucifer. If they wanted to, they can bring Constantine back at this point. They got yeah. all these streaming shows. I heard all y'all talk about them Netflix shows. Don't nobody talks well about those Netflix Marvel shows the way people talk about Flash. Or even when Supergirl was really hot. Hmm. Nah, man. Nah, yeah. they got DC yeah. got TV on a lot. Until DC does TV really well. Yeah, the week. cartoons too. Yeah. They got yeah. you every yeah. week. Mm. Oh yeah, that's also true. That's yeah. true. That's true. I mean, I guess I just think about like the whole billion dollars thing. But DC got that too because in fact they they had movies making a billion dollars before. Wonder Woman made a billion. That, yeah. Made a billion. Yeah. Yeah. Dark Knight made a billion. Yeah, first. exactly. Yeah. And that you movie know? y'all hate, Joker. Made a billion off of uh, 60 yes, million. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. And it's a DC Comics movie. <laughs> it's, it is. And yes, it, and it, it is. 11 Oscar and, nominations. And oh, how about that? Oh, and now, and now yeah. watch, watch them announce Luthor being their next movie. Well, shoot. That, well, that could be a movie. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. That should be a movie. It has an absolute. That should be a movie. Luthor, Luthor, could, Luthor could be a movie. Perhaps could and should be a that's, movie. That's Wall Street. Mm. That's New Wall Street right there. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then coming in 2022, Cheetah. <laughs> I, I'm you, I want a Deathstroke death movie so bad. Um, a slave. A Deathstroke movie could be very interesting. Because yeah. he had his own comic book, man. Yes, yeah. he, he did. He had runs. That'd be a hard, that'd be a hard R. 
And let me tell you something. In that comic, and uh, I got to thank Kevin Grievous for this because he he put me on to this. Deathstroke and Batman fought because I was laughing. You know, my in fact it was funny because my kid uh, really likes um, Dick Grayson, mm-hmm. and so in the Teen Titans cartoon, when Robin was mixing it up and fighting uh, Deathstroke, and you know he was giving it his all, and I, I I said to my son, I said, you know, I don't think Batman could actually beat Deathstroke, and the two of them fought yeah. in this issue of the comic, and if you haven't seen it, I can't remember what issue it was, but let me tell you something, it was dope, and no, Batman could not beat him, Batman tried, Batman, after he got beat down, he got back up, but then Terminator beat him down again. And Deathstroke <laughs> has, has a great speech there, too, yes. he, says, he says, I know where you live, I know where you eat, I know what you do and who you hang out with. You live because I allow you to live. <laughs> Which is like pretty harsh, but you know. Yeah, it, it was. It was. So, so, so yeah, I kind of go along with, yeah, Batman probably can't beat Deathstroke in a fist fight. But you put Batman's resources to work, taking out Deathstroke, Batman's going to take out Deathstroke. <laughs> <laughs> really? Batman always has a contingency plan. He'll, he'll, That's figure, true. Out a, he'll figure out a way. Deathstroke won't go down easy, he but he'll go it, down. You know? Yeah, I'm sorry, Brooks, what was that? I said, oh, yeah, you just give him the prep time and he got it. <laughs> yep, exactly. Slave movie could be fire. could be like the hard yes. R, dark version of the Captain America First Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Super Ooh. soldier for the government. Then he become a mercenary. Come on. It make money, baby. We know it's possible. Yeah. Put me in a room. Put me in a room. Well, make this happen. You know, and I'll tell you what. <laughs> we seem to be headed in that direction because, um, you know, the end. Uh, look, the Joker... It's a very well-made film. It's just, it was irresponsible. And the message that they put out with that, I mean, I got no problem with Joker as long as Joker gets what's coming to him at the end and you he don't write jail. it like, ah, he was he dancing around. Set. and then, I mean, that was, you know, yeah, 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 just, just, just like thing, the Batman you know, Yeah. I mean, and then somebody was saying to me that, um, you know, they, they used that unreliable narrator technique in yeah. there, which, mm. uh, yeah, okay, I got that too. But at some point, yeah. either you're trusting what they're showing you or they're not. And when they when they deviated to show that Zazie Beats hadn't actually been there with him, you know, yeah. I'm like, oh, what are you showing me here? Dag, okay. I mean, so, but it, uh, ultimately, there have to be... You want to show that a bad guy is a bad guy, and you're not trying to justify why he is the way he is and demonize other characters and suddenly make this ruthless, psychopathic maniac into somebody who is the crux of a social movement. Yeah. You know? I mean, so, so, but since we seem to be going in that direction. A Terminator movie, I could absolutely see that. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it doesn't even have. I mean, you could spin that a completely different way because, you know, few characters are as irredeemable as the Joker. You know, I mean, Slade actually has some. He's got some positive points to him. You know, and I think that you could make a very compelling story out of that. So, I mean. That that that's just my two that's cents. Right. Yeah, I but, got Ulysses. That means it can happen. <laughs> <laughs> my idea is gold. You flatter me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we've <laughs> only got a few minutes left, so um, I kind of want to, you know, real quick hit each one of us, and uh, you know, sort of that whole taking away 
from uh, crisis and where do we go now? And Brooks, I'm going to start with you. Sure. Uh, so I, I think crisis allowed all of the shows to have a, for the most part, a soft reboot of their of their universe. So now, right, you know, whatever things writers wanted to change, whatever characters they wanted to change, you know, it gives them an opportunity to change all of that going forward. Um, I think for a show like The Flash, uh, I think, you know, the, the changes probably won't be as felt as, as they would on a show like Supergirl or Black Lightning. And I'm actually very curious to see kind of how Crisis affects those shows in particular. Because uh, Supergirl was not very good uh, before Crisis, not very interesting as a story. Uh, and I think with Lex now seemingly going to play a more prominent role in the back half of the season, curious to see uh, where they go. So. Um, over uh, overall, I'm I'm really excited to see you know what kind of, how how the shows are going to show how their universes are affected, what changes there are to certain characters, and what kind of role that ends up playing on whoever the back half villain on their individual seasons happens to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, Drew, what about you? Um, I'll probably echo what uh, MC just said. It's it's a soft reboot, and it's a chance to do some new things, and we get to see villainous Lex continue to be unleashed on this world on Supergirl and presumably on Superman and Lois too. Um, we get to have a whole new change of show entirely on Arrow, Arrow becoming Green Arrow and the Canaries. Um, you know, Stargirl's mm. going to rev up and at some point Stargirl will be pulled into the CW crossover madness. Um, we get to see where legends go from here and, um, I mean, I think I think there's a lot of room to improve all these shows, and I have a feeling that part of the reason for doing Crisis was to give space to do that, mm. you know, to break away from where they'd been. And and Supergirl and Flash and a couple others were really showing their age, and they'd kind of gotten locked into a cycle of, you know, big bad, big bad, big bad, and maybe they just need to get a break from that, and this could give them the chance to do that. Hmm. I gotcha. All right. Uh, you are in the anchor leg here, Julian Lytle. I worry about my Black Lightning. Because their storyline doesn't fit <laughs> anything else that's happening in any other shows. Uh, I'm positive about Legends because we know a certain cast member is leaving. And they did actually a good job of setting up Ryan Choi in the crisis. Yeah. And it's, it was the most fun show anyway. It was just, it didn't even take itself seriously ever. Even in the even in the last episode, it was like, yeah, we missed a crossover? Oh, man. <laughs> like, that, that was fun. And the... And I do want to see what happens with Lex. And I think it'll be interesting to see how the Flash is basically split into two halves this season compared to other seasons where, like, the big bad was kind of defeated. Yeah. And now we're going to get a new, right? whatever the new challenge is for the second thir- 13 episodes or so. Did they, did they solve the blood work thing? I, I don't think they solved that. No, one. they did. No, they defeated think... him. No, no, no. They, they did. Uh, that, that's resolved. The oh, real yeah. actor that okay. plays Lex. Yeah, the actor that plays Bloodwork isn't coming back in the back half. Oh, yeah, he didn't completely defeat it. I remember they did have, like, Murphy, his right? mother came yeah. in yeah. and there was a thing, and I just yeah. didn't oh, remember. Oh, that's right, yeah. that's right. Yeah, he played, he played Mohinder on, on Heroes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they defeated yeah. that, so they, we got a okay. whole new thing, and I guess... Mm-hmm. So it'd be uh, like a, a, a lesser threat to kind of wrap up the season. And I guess Marshall Manhunter is going to tell Team Flash what happened, because that's what he does now. Remember, remember, remember. Well, uh, one thing I saw, they had the um, upcoming scenes uh, with um, uh, from Black Lightning, and uh, it was um, 
the Taylor and uh, crap. I can't think of the Gamby. Uh, Gamby yeah. yeah. And so he was talking yeah. to Black Lightning and to uh, the youngest daughter, Lightning. Uh, Lightning. Yeah. And he's like, "Well, are you sure you were on some kind of alternate world?" And both of them are like, "Yeah, definitely." You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that was kind of cute. So, um, but I'm I'm very interested in seeing where they take all of this now too. Uh, I I really loved that whole because uh, hey I'm one of those show me a table with a symbol on it and the chairs with the emblems on it and you got me I'm like oh it's a super team let's have a team up big time so <laughs> I I want to see where they go with this whole Hall of Justice thing and if this is truly a precursor to the Justice League of America because we know we're getting the Justice Society as part of Star Girl and in fact. They did Justice Society back on Legends. Smallville. It, yeah. might be, it might be Super Friends. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, it, <laughs> it just might be. So, uh, all going to be very interesting to see where, how, how, and where it unfolds. And uh, we're very excited about it because, hey, it's the golden age of geeks, and we're just living in it. So, uh, thanks so much for tuning in uh, to this wonderful conversation. I have so much fun talking to people and uh, just going on about these wonderful things we love. Of course, Fantastic Forum is also a television show. And if you happen to be in the Arlington area, you can watch it tonight. We're on at 8 p.m. on Arlington Independent Media, Comcast Channel 69, Verizon Fios Channel 38. And we're also on tomorrow if you miss any portion of it. Also, you can visit the website at fantasticforum.tv. We've got all the different episodes broken out. We've got uh, the interviews. We've got the special features. We've got the toy and game uh, profiles. We got everything. So you might want to check that out. And uh, of course, Fantastic Forum also re-airs each and every Thursday here on WERA at 3 p.m. So we hope you come back for that. Anyway, stick around for Ethio Diaspora coming up right after this show. And be sure to come back again next week. Same bat time, same bat station. 